everyone. Welcome to Behind the Scene at NTSB. My name is Eric and I am your host. And this is the podcast where we get to learn about the people and all the work that are being done at the NTSB uh, at the National Transportation Safety Board, if you didn't know what NTSB was. So we're glad that you were able to download us and listen to us. Um, Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and connect with us on all our social media links at Twitter, NTSB, Facebook, NTSB Gov, Instagram, NTSB Gov, and LinkedIn, NTSB. You can find us there and connect with us, share any questions that you have with us, and we'll do our best to include them in. Um, I appreciate everyone for sticking with us through our slight hiatus with the podcast. Um, we just, there's a lot going on, and and we get the episodes together as often as we can. So hopefully we've broken that uh, that break, and we'll be putting more episodes out. So continue to listen and share with your friends. This week, I am very excited to be talking with Gloria Nagara. Um, from the Rail Pipeline and Hazmat Division here at the NTSB. She's going to share with us how you know, her transportation journey, how she got here. Um, like me, she's fairly new-ish, but I think at some point we're going to have to shed the new, uh, the newish part of joining the agency. Agency, and um, and also we learned that she is a big fan of math, <laughs> and so that is very cool. So um, thank you, Gloria, for joining us. Thank you for having me. So you were in New Jersey, you worked for the FAA? Yeah, I worked in two different control control towers. I worked also in the regional office in uh, New York, Jamaica, New York. That's awesome. I worked there for about eight years. So were you originally from the area and that's where you got started in? So yeah, so we moved here, my mom and I moved here when I was 15 years old from Columbia, South America. And I, you know, started uh, high school, I think I was a sophomore and then, uh, you know, I went, went to college, got married, had kids, you know, the thing, the thing you do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then worked in the private sector for about 10 years. And then, uh, you know, got my first job in government in 2008. That's really cool. So I don't even know what goes on in an FAA tower. Like, All right, what, so, what, kind of, what kind of stuff do they do there? That's cool. So that was really cool for me. I, I was working as a secretary. But I was also going to school. I went to school, uh, college kind of late. Um, I was getting my bachelor's. And uh, just um, when I first walked in, it was very like overwhelming um, because I just had such admiration for the job that they do. I just thought it was really cool, you know, what they do. Yeah. You know, bringing the planes home, keeping the people safe. I was very impressed by that. And then when I had to interview, I found out, you know, the safety mm-hmm. factor and how they kept people safe and, you know, how many planes. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was like 10,000. I don't remember exactly the number. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So when I read about their mission, it, that really like sparked a, a like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I'd be helping, you know, these guys, you know, get their job done in my minor little role. But I was happy that I was able to help them out. And It's all big roles. They're all big roles. Yeah, I'm of that belief. <laughs> I, later on in life, I found that out. When I was younger, maybe not so much. But um, as I got older, I guess, and worked, um, I realized that um, everyone everyone has their little, and everyone's important. Yeah. Everyone has a little role to fill, and everyone's important. And so when you got the initial job with the FAA, was it something you were looking for? Like that was the kind of field you were thinking about going into because you were going back for your, your degree, you said, and you were doing that later? Or is it just kind well, of, it kind of came along and 
you just fell into it. So, yeah. So there's a story with that. Um, <laughs> so in 2008, when I started working there, I was going to school and doing like part-time jobs. So one of my jobs was um, a mortgage closer. So I don't know if you remember what happened in 2008 in the I, mortgage business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, when I saw that drying up, because I was doing that while I was going to school and it was paying really well. So, um, and I would, I was working for three different title agencies okay. and because I am, you know, uh, Spanish or Colombian, um, I am able to speak both languages. So that was the gist of my business was helping Latinos get into homes mm -hmm. and I was, you know, translating documents for them okay. and, you know, um, Wow. You know, having that understanding of the mortgage that business. That seems intense. I'm just thinking about my mortgage documents and the number of pages and then yeah. having to help translate all you know, that. Different states, different number of pages. Yeah. But yeah, so helping them and translating documents and answering questions and, you know, reaching out to the loan officer when I needed to because someone had a question about the mortgage payment or the interest rate or whatever form that they were going through. So that yeah. that kind of, that's what I was doing on the side. And when that started drying up, you know, it, I saw, you know what, let me get a full-time job where I have more stable, steady hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I'll still go to school, but I'll still, you know, I'll still be able to, um, you know, do something, you know, where I feel, you know, a steady income would be coming in. Yeah. So, yeah. And so then you just were like, let's see what's out there. And hey, FAA. Yeah. So I interviewed and the day I interviewed, there was a pilot there. So I was, obviously, I was like, well, this guy's going to get the job. He's a pilot. <laughs> like, why would they hire me? I'm a nothing. You know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm still in college. You know, I'm an adult that still goes to college. Like, who wants me? So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I, you know, was really intimidated. But I said, you know what? He went first. And I went and I said, you know, I'm just going to be myself. Mm -hmm. And that manager and I are still friends to this day. The guy that hired me. Yeah. Yeah. See, it helps to be yourself, you know, just share what you've gotten. And there you go. Totally. So what kind of stuff did you do? So you said you were a secretary when you started. There. Right. So yeah. that was my official title. But I was like doer of everything. <laughs> so you kind of do everything. You do the payroll. You do time cards. You help people with forms. You, you know, reach out to HR whenever there's problems with the hiring, trying to smooth things out, get the people going. Yeah. Um, you know, issues. I even got involved in some minor EO stuff. Yeah. You know, just getting the, you know, the putting the guys together with the right people, getting the people into the tower, you know, it just everything little, you know, just everything as it came up. Yeah, you know, just pieces of, of it all. Yeah. How many people? And so when you say tower, like, was it that's an the FAA? base? Yeah, the yeah. base of a control tower. So okay. I was at Teterboro first. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so you're, you're working in the base and then the base downstairs, there's only like a receptionist desk and then the air traffic manager and then we had a staff specialist and then like the supervisors they okay. had like a desk but they really work upstairs yeah. and upstairs is the tower where all the guys are and stuff and so how many people would normally be in a tower i'm thinking maybe like 20 individuals okay. so for everything going on that's not a lot of people so no. it's, it keeps you busy while you're there yeah so yeah exactly so you know just getting there their work done and then helping assisting the air traffic manager with yeah. special projects, presentations, you yeah. know, going with him sometimes to meetings to make sure the AV was going okay and the presentation. <laughs> yeah. So kind of what I'm doing here a little bit, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Clicking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
nine times out of 10, the AV doesn't work when you want it to. So someone needs to be there to help me figure mm-hmm. it out. So yeah, so important, especially when you're on the spot, when you're yeah. on the spot and you're trying to get your point across, you want those slides to go smooth. So that's funny. So you started at Teterboro. Did you go other places? Within your career at the FAA? Yeah, so I was at Teterboro for a couple of years, and then I um, was promoted to um, Newark Air Traffic Control Tower. Okay. So there was an international airport, so yeah. it was more, you know, I guess more exposure. You know, some of the visitors, you know, very important people came to see the tower. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I was also a secretary there, um, but it was a bigger tower, more people, maybe 30 to 40 people. Yeah. So. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I have. Wondering, so you went from the mortgage business Mm -hmm. to transportation. Mm -hmm. Was there something that you were interested in, particularly in transportation, or were you just kind of looking across the gamut and, you know, trying to try in a a few different things, applying different places? Or was there something in particular about either aviation or transportation that was of interest to you? I think the, the thing that got me was the mission, because I was a, I am an individual that I know I can do many things. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I like to be busy and if I find the topic interesting, even better. So I think the mission that, you know, that getting the people safe from A to B, um, you know, I thought it was noble, you know, mm-hmm. that there's, there's good there, you know, and someone like me could really help, mm-hmm. you know, so. Fantastic. Yeah. When you moved to the international airport, were there more opportunities for you to, do things that sort of applied to your past with working with diverse populations, being able to speak Spanish, all of the sort of multicultural experience you have? Well, wow, that's interesting. I, no, I never thought of it like that. I, I think I think um, working in a control tower, um, you know, the, I guess the, the, the guys that were there and the people that work there, um, um, they're kind of, I, I don't know, it's like a type A personality, like, I don't know how to put it, um, but it's like a type A personality. And, you know, there's certain things that they need from you when you have to be willing to deliver or quick to deliver the mm. things that they need. And um, so that was kind of like a learning experience for me, you know, moving from Teterboro, which is smaller airport. You know, it was more like a family, Teterboro. And I feel like it, that's how it is there. Where Newark, it was more, I guess, um, corporate-ish, you know, Um so, and, but, but the controllers, I have to say that the controllers do have this family, this brotherhood about yeah. them. And then, you but know, it's just I, also more people too. Yeah. There's from more people. Like 20 to probably 50 to a hundred just mm-hmm. and dealing with all the different stuff that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I, one thing I did going back to your point about multicultural or dealing with different people, um, I did pick up like a volunteer to do things and I did pick up. You know, the ability, yeah, I guess I have always been, you know, you know, I'm just thinking about it. I've never really thought about it like that. But yeah, I, um, I, I like to help a lot of people. <laughs> so I, I noticed that I do best when I'm busy. So I would just volunteer for different things. And that's how I got, I guess, uh, the PIV duty um, where, you know, everyone from all over New Jersey would come. I mean, you know, technicians, everyone from the FAA. Um, you know, would just come and I would help them, you know, and make appointments with me and sit down and it's just, you know, the half an hour, it just takes you out of your yeah. daily routine and then you're dealing with different people 
and um, you know you're helping because they sure need that card. That the, the the things, the little things, become very important when you really need it. Yeah. So. And for the listeners that don't know, uh, in government words, PIV is your personal. Identification, verification badge, or whatever. Yeah, it's it's essentially a badge that lets us get in the building. And before we turned on the the recorders, we were talking about here at the agency, we're all changing over to have to log into our computers, and the number of people that are going to log out. And, and Gloria had shared that that's something that she'd done uh, previously is help people who who uh, tried their password too many times and couldn't access anything. And right. I'm not saying that I haven't done that today or will soon, but yes. <laughs> and and they break also, the chips. Mm. So, you know, helping them get new cards, get them enrolled, you know, get them going again so that they can work because we cannot, it, it became uh, difficult. Yeah. You know, you'd have to make a call, someone have to let you in the system, you know. But so kind of going to your point, that's a something that not a lot of people want to deal with, but again, the quote unquote, the title of secretary, but you like to do just about everything and you helped everyone. So volunteering, you got to probably meet a ton of cool people. Oh, I so did. And I met <laughs> so many and I made so many friends. And um, actually when I left, someone called over there looking for me <laughs> and uh, someone from the office called me and told me that it was, yeah. it was funny. It was, it was like, wow, you know, people remember me, you know, from yeah. two years ago when I did their PIV card. <laughs> it's a very memorable experience for all of us. So when, yeah. when did you move from Teterboro to um, Newark? You said? Yeah. So yeah, that was, I think I was at Teterboro maybe three or four years and then I moved to Newark and then I was there also three or four years. Okay. And then I was promoted to the regional office. Okay. And where's that located? That's in Jamaica, Queens, New York. Okay. Okay. Getting the whole, the whole region covered there. I think I'm good, right? For a while, I, yeah. I won't be moving back there. Hopefully, not going. So, how long were you at the regional office for? So, I was only there two months when two I got months. a phone call from the NTSB. That's awesome. Okay, wow. now, now explain to this process. How did you make the jump from FAA to NTSB? So, I knew that I wanted to be in Washington because I have a master's in public administration. So, my bachelor's is in math. So wait, that, well, I was, how, how did we not even get to that? Your bachelor's is in math? I didn't yeah. get that part. Yeah, I have right, a bachelor's we'll of we'll science and mathematics. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. I know. And then but while I was working for the government, um, I said, you know, what would be cool? What would help me here? And what could really help me, I guess, train me or teach me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, maybe a management degree or some kind of, you know, public service or, you know, and I was thinking and thinking and then. I saw and I read about the MPA, and that's when I, you know, went for it. It just I found it interesting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so you got that, and you knew that you wanted to get to DC so you could. Yeah, so I could grow, so I could. Yeah. You know, hopefully help. You ma- more. You've maxed out all the FAA region up yeah, there I in think so. New Jersey, New York. <laughs> so yeah, and I was very fortunate, and I had many, many people, many friends that helped me get here. Get, yeah. You know, get there, and and. Um, and I owe them a lot. I feel like I do. So you were at the regional office for two months and then came to the NTSB. When, how long ago was that? Have you been at the agency? Here? I've only been at the NTSB two years and in March. So went to maybe two years, three, four months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But back up. You said they called you and you came here. How yeah. did that work? So, yeah. So I got a call from Barbara. Mm-hmm. Barbara Check. <laughs> so, and uh, we hit it off on the phone. 
I was like, wow, she seems really nice. <laughs> so, and uh, sure enough, I met her, and she is really nice. <laughs> so then, um, uh, you know, came for an interview, which is a funny story. But, um, yeah. Yes. So um, then I came to the interview, and, you know, I liked Barbara. I liked the interview went so well. I liked the people that I met. So I, you know, accepted the position, and we moved. The whole family moved. Wow. Yeah, my husband, my kids, everyone moved here. Uh, are, did, are the kids still in school? So my, I have four daughters. Oh, oh. I yeah, only I have know. two, so they... So wait, so my oldest is 25 years old. So I have older kids. So the two older kids graduated college and found jobs here. Awesome. Yeah, the third one has one more year to go, and she'll be graduate, God willing, knock on wood, in May 2019. Mm-hmm. And then... She, Hopefully, she will move here also. I don't know yet. Oh, so she's up in New York? <laughs> she's actually in UMass and Boston. Okay. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. So, and, and I have a little one who's nine. Nice. So she won't be going anywhere. <laughs> she's stuck with me, my husband. <laughs> That's fun. So everyone came down here. So it's been about two years. Um, and you are currently working for the uh, Rails Pipeline Hazmat Division. Mm-hmm. How, you know. Rail, you've you've done you know air traffic, air control, and all of that, and then you went to rails and hazmat and pipelines. How was that transition? Have you enjoyed that? Oh yeah, I've learned so much, and I'm fascinated by a lot of stuff that you know that that goes on, and and also I think the, I think the thing that struck me the most about the NTSB, going back to your question, was a level of expertise that the people here have that really like it floored me. You know, how do these guys know so much? How did they? How do they become such experts? And that, I think, in the level of professionalism and the passion for their job. So mm-hmm. I think that was so easy. So that's the one thing that I really like about the NTSB and, yeah. and, and what I've seen in, in Pipeline and Hazmat. That's yeah. really cool. And so I know one large project that you've been you've been working on, we just completed at the investigative hearing for um, uh, the uh, passenger rail mm-hmm. investigative hearing. A, talk about how that went for you, because this will come out of, in, in a couple of weeks. So, but, you know, did you enjoy that? How long did that process take? Like, I know those are big deals and it's hard for me on the outside to say how much work it takes. And you were in the middle of it. I mean, it's yeah. you've got to be which a first off, it went very well. And, and I, I think it was a, a great product and a, a lot of information was gathered out of that. So kudos to you and, and all of the team. But how does that prep work go? So, yeah, so we start, the meetings are intense, and there's, you know, a little bit back and forth, you know, just deciding on what we're going to put on the slides. And a lot of the, you know, the investigators are, you know, 100% um, vested in, in their projects, and, yeah. and they also have other projects going on. So, you know, uh, the meetings can be intense. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and from the first meeting all the way to, you know, the day before, you know, keeping, uh, being in the loop, making sure I'm not yeah. missing anything, who needs what. Um, and the only reason why I got to do that was because I always volunteer to help, you know. And <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was promoted this time from the clicker to the note taker. So I'm, I was really happy and grateful. <laughs> you know, I mean, you really, that's where you learn, right? Yeah. When when you do these things, right? You learn about yourself, you, you know, you learn your mistakes, you make your mistakes, because I'm sure I made mistakes. And then, you know, hopefully the next time if I'm asked to, if I'm asked again, 
you know, I'll hopefully do a better job, you know, I have a little bit of exposure already to it. So. How long is the planning process for one of these? You guys have been working on this, what, probably yeah. six months or so? You know, the, 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 the IIC, uh, Joe Gordon, but I think, uh, it's, I think it's a year, at oh, least yeah. in the planning. Yeah. So they, uh, they're, they're heavy duty. There's a lot of planning and getting the people here, even that some part of, other part of my job was helping the um, invitational travelers get here. Sure. So that, yeah, because they were international participants mm-hmm. to share their perspective. Right. So uh, listeners, if you haven't, you can check it out. It'll be um, so some of the materials are on our website and the videos from this should be up pretty soon. It takes a while to process all of that. So probably by the time this episode comes out, we should have the video up there. It's I mean, it was two days of I'm i I'm fascinated by rail like you, like I didn't have that background coming here, but I am fascinated by all of the, the, the intricacies of it. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, the rails old and all of the, you know, historical things that go with that, who owns the rail, it goes back, you know, hundreds plus years and all these other things. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. So. I think we're getting that, that point that the infrastructure, you know, that yeah. to, you know, to understand, you know, when, that when trains collide, why, you know, you know, why are there two lines that cross each other or or so next to each other or things like that? Yeah. All these things at the time, there was, there was not a house in within, you know, 10, 15 miles of the railroad track. And now everything is on it because we're running out of space in certain areas, all that. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. So, um, you know, I know that was a one giant project that you've been working on. Are there any other projects that kind of... St- oh, Leah, I'm sorry. Leah has a question before sorry, I jump down that road. That's okay. I figured this is a good segue. Um, you were involved in the leadership development program here at NTSB. Um, can you tell a little bit about that experience? And first of all, what motivated you to apply? And secondly, like what, you know, what you've seen as a result from being involved in it? Oh, I always say the takeaways from a lot of these, uh, you know, the, the, the team group building is, is making friends and, um, you know, having friends in other areas, um, have really helped me connect here. Um, it, you know, being that I'm, I'm new first, I'm new to the area. I'm new to the agency. I'm new to Washington. So, um, having, at least making those friends, <laughs> yeah. those connections, it helps you, you know, um, uh, just a lot of times you don't end up just talking about work, you know, you're talking about mm-hmm. your personal, you know, Talk about your kids, your family. So those things help a person, I guess, get more grounded. Mm-hmm. So, and then some of the things that I learn, I learn a lot about myself uh, for the professional development program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, you know, there were so many assignments and so many presentations and stuff. So uh, having that background, you know, being that person that likes to do everything and help everyone and <laughs> do different things because I don't want to get bored. And I yeah. constantly have to keep pushing because mm-hmm. I don't want to get bored. So um, having worked in uh, the fitness industry before and taught classes, you know, I, so yeah, I'm, I know I'm comfortable in front of everyone, but am I really? Because mm-hmm. that's not something I usually do at work. It's something I kind of do. Yes, it's a, it's a job, but I've never done it professionally, you know, in a, in a it's professional kind of, yeah. setting. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, not that a spin room is in a professional setting. It is. But, it you know, it's also, it gives you an opportunity to do it in different mediums. It's a different level of formality, I think. Correct. I used to teach athletic, or spinning classes. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, talking to my spinning class was very different than talking to a room of people that are very, you know, focused on mm-hmm. what exactly you're saying. So I, I get that. Correct. Correct. 
Yeah, it's you would not find me in front of a group of people for spin. So that's all. That, <laughs> kudos to you for that personality. My wife has been trying to get me to go to a spin class, and so has my my supervisor. He's he does, and he's like, "Yeah, you should just join me." No, I get up early enough as it is. I don't need to get up earlier to go do any of that. <laughs> um, so going back to your background, why did you decide to major in math? And do you think that majoring in math and sciences and having sort of that background has helped you to communicate and collaborate with people in more technical professions like the ones you work with? Oh, that is totally correct. Uh, I love <laughs> math. So from high school. Hashtag just, STEM. Yeah, so totally. <laughs> so totally. Um, I was a math kid from day one. And um, when, when, when I grew up, I guess, and, and then I realized, you know, going back to college, I, you know, I got married really young and I um, abandoned my studies. And uh, I started out in engineering, believe it or not, um, at NJIT in, in Newark, New Jersey. And, uh, and I said, you know, I have to stick to what I love. If I'm going to get a bachelor's degree, you know, when you're an adult, you realize you want to do what you love. You don't mm -hmm. want to do just what pays the bills. Uh, so having that opportunity, and that's a blessing, you know, to be able to do it. A lot of people can't. So um, um, just going back to school, getting my college degree in mathematics, because that's the field that I love. And that's the topic that I like to study. And I love doing problems. Uh, definitely has given me... Um, the opportunity and the um, insights to sit in a room with a bunch of engineers and feel completely comfortable when they are discussing, you know, physics or, you know, awesome. you know, any, any science, even though, you know, in, in my job, it's so funny, we fall into things, you know, when you, when you get a job, your first job, you fall into, you know, a different world. Maybe that's not your passion. You know, obviously I love to be a researcher and do math problems all day. Um, but, but yeah, that's... That, something, it's not something you hear all the time, but I love it. So, yeah, that's what I, you know, I, I, there's that part of me. But then knowing that I have that. And, and here I am doing something that is not really, you know, the love of, you know, my, my, my passion. But I could still make a difference here. Mm -hmm. I could still help. You know, and have and and being able, like I said, it just I'm in a room and they're talking about accidents, train accidents, and they bring up a formula. I'm like, I know that formula. You know, I don't tell anyone that I know that formula, but I know it, and I know how to plug uh, numbers in it, and I can do that problem. And I, you know, if, and if I can't do it, I'll go home and I'll be like, I know that, and I'll Google it. And the, the coolest thing now that um, um, young people have um, is it. You know, there's online professors giving you uh, solutions to problems. Oh, my gosh, what I would have done for that, uh, you know, when I was in college, you know, to, to have uh, the chance to go over another problem similar to the one I'm trying to solve with, uh, you know, some Harvard guy, you know, or some MIT guy, you know, standing up there giving the lesson. So that, I think I think it's a cool world that we're living in. And I'm, you know, really grateful that I have older kids because I, I enjoy hanging out with them, talking to them. And and um, they might not, they might say they don't enjoy it back, but, yeah, but I get a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your prerogative and that's what they get to do for you. What is it about the math that, that draws you in? What, I mean, you're very passionate when you're talking about it. Like, do you just love the 
the idea of the problem solving aspects of it. Like, yeah, I mean, I like the listeners problems. can't see this, but your eyes kind of light up when you yeah. were talking about that. Yeah, like, I like solving problems. Yeah. Yeah. I like solving problems and I like finding solutions. And I also, I'm good at like, um, um, fixing the things so you never have to have a problem again. Yeah. And that's the math, you know, that's the, so if I can find a solution that works forever, I win. So yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what I like about that. Yeah. And that's that, really that it's cool. black and white. I like that. I yeah. Like the it's, black and white. it's either right or it's wrong. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, nowadays that can help out with computer programming and stuff too. Is that kind of a, something you've delved in a little bit? Yeah. So I have, so because you have the math now going back to, um, what is your name again? Oh, sorry. Yes. And for those that didn't know that voice is <laughs> Keely, our intern. Oh, uh, Keely. Um, um, so the systems goes with the math. Um, and it's a natural thing for me. And, and that also has helped uh, me help my coworkers a lot. Because I can, you know, summarize documents. I can, you know, su- uh, help them figure out why they can't get something done on a computer. Um, you know, I am I'm proficient because I have the math side. And, and just there's a, there's a part of me in the back of my head that's telling me there's a solution to this. Even if I don't know the, the solution right now. You know, there's a solution to this. This is, this is going to be solved. Yeah. And, you know, moving forward. I guess that's kind of the same too with uh, public administration, always trying to find some sort of solution. Although I think though, in in public administration, the solutions are maybe a little fuzzier than they would be, not as not as black and white as it is in in you know with the uh, math. But it's kind of the same thing, always looking to try to find the solution to whatever problems may be existing. Yeah. So then, the, you're very problem fixing focused. I'm getting this, Gloria. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm catching <laughs> so on. So the parameters change in government. The same with the math problem, right? Your parameters change. Your rules change. Yeah. So you just apply the new rules. <laughs> and, or and write and, your own new rules to make it all work. No. 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 <laughs> no. You have to follow the rules. That's the other thing in math. I guess that's why it goes hand in hand to me too. Yeah. The, the public administration part. Um. Um. The the the. Again, the parameters, not to be repetitive, but the parameters will change. Different administration, your parameters change. Your um, different environment parameters change. Your different manager parameters change. Uh, uh, Problems remain the same. Yeah. Right? So you're solving that problem for a person that can't get into their system or that can't figure out how to enter this invoice or can't figure out how to do this or that. Um, Yeah. and then getting away from a little bit of the technical part, I guess the people side of me, I, um, I find friends, I found friends here that have helped me get um, and, and, and obtain a lot of knowledge very quickly mm-hmm. because they are experts and I'm just, I'm new, I'm the new guy. So, you know, to have that resource, you know, the, you know, to have them to go to when I'm stuck. Yeah. You know, again, the back of my head, I know there's that solution and you know, that person knows it. So that just, you know, being able to pull those resources together and then solving the problem, you know, sometimes we, it, you don't have enough time yeah. to get to, to all the, you know, the things that you need to do. But if you can just keep focusing and keep pushing, it gets done. That's really cool. Um, so in your you keep saying you're the new guy, but you know, you've, you've hit the two years. I think that you lose the new guy, 
you know, suit at that point, right? Well, I think a lot of the people that have been here have been here a long oh, that, time. That is very true. Mm-hmm. You know? We have a high retention rate. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that says a lot about the agency. But, um, yeah, so, you know, when when I sit next to, in a room, I'm the new, uh, a lot of times I'm the newest person yeah. on, on board. So, yeah, re- realizing and recognizing that they've been doing that job for a very long time and that you're just full of ideas and, you know, energized to go get your <laughs> job done. And then, you know, you know, it's, it's good. Doing it's all good. the learning. Yeah. So, you know, you did the leadership uh, seminar and then the, the investigative hearing. What other projects have you been proud of that you've participated in? I mean, yes, you say short time, but you've done a lot of things already in, in your quote unquote short time. Is there anything else that kind of sticks out for you that you're like, you're very either excited that you got to participate in or or proud of how the the product came out. So this one thing is sitting and it's going to sound really silly, but when I first came here a vendor owed us money. And it was, you know, it was like going like a year or something and I really just wanted to get that money back. And I just tried every way possible. <laughs> For almost a year to get that money back. It was $3,100. Yeah. But it, just getting that money back, I got it back. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And, <laughs> it, but it took a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it, I guess in government, people that work in government will tell you this. It's kind of like getting over the humps and the, underneath the, the, you know, the trestles and then going up and then d- down and, and figuring out the hoops to, yeah. so that you can get that thing that you need. Because I just felt I, I couldn't I couldn't sit with that. You know, I was like, they owe us money and this is our money and we have to get it back. It's just staring you in the face. Also, first, I like the tangent that you said trestle. So you really are getting the rail mindset going here. <laughs> yeah, you take the trestle and you do that. Yeah, I guess I'm around them all day. <laughs> Can't help but pick up the lingo. No. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's those little things that, you know. No one else will notice, but but for you, that, that was staring at you the whole time, and, and so you finally got it. Do you just throw yourself a little, like, you know, go down to the food court, get an ice cream cone or some little celebration when it finally came through? I don't remember. <laughs> it was a while ago. But, yeah, I, I mean, it was just, you know, it's just this this thing that wasn't done, you know, and this, mm-hmm. the undone things. I guess those are the things that get me, you know. Yeah. So, uh I get that you probably make a list and you accomplish most all those things on the list that you're going Correct. for. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Try- that's on that. That's on one of my, well, I guess the, you know, I guess the, when I did it, you know, yeah. I, and it was on my accomplishments that year. Yeah. I was so proud of that to put that line on there. Recovered $3,100 <laughs> for the NTSB that was due to us because a vendor had it. So yes. Uh, hey, I, I <laughs> I'm seeing the smile on Leah's face. I haven't had to deal with contracting work and she did that at a previous agency, but I know how yes. I was on the outside having to try to get, you know, contracting with the guy. And I know the process can be intense. So to do your version of it, that I can't even imagine the number of trestles or hoops that you had to go through and underpasses and <laughs> a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't go knock on their door. Just I knowing your personality. Have. Yeah, that, I you know you can't do that in government. In the private sector, you can do that. You can show up at people's houses. <laughs> I'll take a check. <laughs> Just write it this way. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, it's but like you had said, and you know, every little thing counts. And and you know, 
you're learning from everything that you're doing. You're adding value to the agency. Um, you know, you're adding your expertise and your experience and your energy to the things that are happening here at the agency. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's really cool. And I think it also lends itself to demonstrate how you are living the core values of NTSB with that, you know, that excellence, you know, you are striving to make sure that you are doing everything that you can to, dot the I's and cross the T's at the agency. And that's just, it's what we worked on with the core values exercise. Correct. And being a part of that was really, that was really eye-opening. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. I am just being asked was an honor and, you know, sounds corny, but, um, you know, it was relatively new. And, you know, again, I made so many friends. I meant, that's where I met you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... (laughs) Yeah, so it it just, you know, and then just goes to show you the level of professionalism, the people that we have here has really, truly been a blessing to land this job and, and, you know. Well, we're glad that you're here. Thanks. I have one more question, um, and I don't know if this is the last question, but I have one more question that's on my mind. Um, You came from the private sector, and then you came into transportation. I'm always curious about people who didn't really, you know, that that kind of fell into transportation. I always want to know, like, did you choose transportation or did transportation choose you? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Let me think. Um, I think transportation chose me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's about how it goes most of the time, too. Not always. Not always. There are a lot of people who set out to work in uh, transportation, and those people are awesome. Everybody's I, awesome in transportation. Everyone yeah. is awesome yes. in transportation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you've again, you had all the the FAA work, but then you're getting to work a lot with uh, FRA now and and the rail side of things and the hazmat side of things. I I in particular to the hazmat stuff and pipeline is a big issue now for uh, for the work that's being done at the agency. So. You're getting a very, you know, you're going to have to do some some volunteer moonlight projects for some stuff in Marine and Highway and, in highway and to round it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it goes. I'm sure those opportunities will come up here. I hope so. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm interested in all that stuff and I'm, I'm, you know, wherever I can make a difference and I can help, you know, that's where I want to be. So. And I can't end it on a better note than that. I mean, you. I really appreciate you taking the time to to chat with us and that that statement about making a difference and doing what you can do, I think is something that I, I think a lot of people here at the agency take, but you, you're very passionate and energetic and so <laughs> I, it, it was fun to talk about. So I really appreciate you coming on to, to share your story, how you got here and, and um, you know, some of the work that you've been doing. This is great. Thanks. So um, again, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, you know, make sure to download us on your, well, you've already downloaded us, but you know, rate us on your favorite podcast platforms, um, and share us with your friends. Uh, I'd like to thank, we had uh, a few guests in the room today, uh, Keely and Carlos, our interns, um, who are only going to be here for a few short more weeks, uh, as Keely's reminded me of some projects. I can't believe it's their internship is almost coming to an end. So we are glad that they were able to join us with us. And as always, James, making sure that we sound as good as possible. Uh, he, oh, oh, we're close, folks. We're close. He leaned up to the microphone. It was close. You're very welcome. <laughs> there we go. Mark that one down. So um, so thanks, everyone, for that. Uh, make sure to follow us uh, on Twitter at NTSB, on the Instagram at NTSBGov, on the Facebook at NTSBGov, on LinkedIn at NTSB. 
Um, and uh, you can always catch us on uh, on the old school website at www.ntsb.gov. So again, my name is Eric, and thanks for coming behind the scene. Bye.